Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to the 13th day of January, the year 2021, also known as the start of the hockey season. Oh, can't wait. We've been waiting for this day for so long. So is Nolan Patrick. Claude Giroux will join us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Also, we'll hear from the Flyers general manager, Chuck Fletcher. How long's it been? How long's it been since we've watched Flyers hockey? Well, it's been 130 days since the Flyers last played a game, that game seven against the New York Islanders. How long's it been for Nolan Patrick? The last game he played in the National Hockey League was on April 2nd of 2019. It has been one year, 286 days since Nolan Patrick has played in an NHL game, and he was the number one storyline at camp. Bill Melter and I talked about it on yesterday's episode. You'll hear Chuck Fletcher comment on that number one storyline at a training camp, Nolan Patrick, as well. Well, the opponent tonight is the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a 5:30 puck drop, and the Flyers will begin 56 games in 116 days. And the opponent tonight is one that they went 1-1-1 against last year in the NHL regular season. The first time they faced the Pens last year, early in the season, October 29th, as a matter of fact, uh, it was a 7-1 defeat for the Flyers against the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. Then the Flyers went a long time without playing the Pens, and they didn't get their usual amount of games against the Pens in because of the NHL pause. But they did pick up with the Penguins in January, kind of sandwiched around uh, the All-Star break pseudo-bye week when they took on the Pens in Philadelphia on January 21st. The Flyers got a 3-0 win in that game. Brian Elliott picked up the goose egg. And then 10 days later, their next game, as a matter of fact, on January 31st, the Flyers in Pittsburgh lost 4-3 in overtime. So got three of a possible six points in the season series, a 1-1-1 one, one, one record. And since the Pittsburgh Penguins have won uh, the back-to-back Stanley Cups back in 2016 and 17, they have only won one round of the NHL playoffs. It was against the Flyers in 2018 in the first round. Uh, but since then, the Flyers... Uh, They beat the Flyers in that series in 2018. They lost in the semifinals that year against Washington. Of course, Washington went on to win the Stanley Cup in 2018. The next season in 2019, they lost in round one. They were swept out by the New York Islanders in four straight. And then this past year, technically speaking, they missed the playoffs, did Pittsburgh. uh, But they got knocked out in the play-in round against the eventual opponent for the Flyers in the technical first round of the playoffs in the uh, Montreal Canadiens, but they lost to the Canadiens in that best-of-five play-in round series in four games. So the Pittsburgh has not had a whole lot of playoff success since those back-to-back cups, and uh, obviously they're a team that's aging. What are they going to be this year? Well, last year they finished the regular season below the Flyers in the standings. Flyers finished three points ahead of the Penguins last year. Do the Pens have one last stand in them? Well, they traded away their two-time cup champion goaltender in Matt Murray, and they'll be relying on the services of Tristan Jari, who incidentally worked out with Carter Hart back home this summer by the name of Dustin Schwartz. Those two splitting reps, pushing each other in the offseason. Now they'll face each other in game one of the 2021 regular season. It all starts for real. No exhibition games here. The Flyers had their controlled scrimmage on Sunday, orange versus white. Well, this is orange and black versus yellow and black. Flyers-Penguins, a rivalry renewed. 
These two teams will take on each other a total of eight times this regular season. The first two here in Philadelphia tonight and coming up on Friday here at uh, the Wells Fargo Center as well before the Flyers will take on the Buffalo Sabres on Monday and Tuesday of next week. But the task at hand tonight, two points. Every game, a four-point swing in the standings. So they all mean more when there's less games, and it always means more against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's get to our feature interview. Had a chance to catch up with the Flyers captain the day after his 33rd birthday. It's Flyers captain Claude Giroux on Flyers Daily. Getting set for the season and joining us now on Flyers Daily is the captain, number 28, Claude Giroux. Claude, how you doing? Pretty good yourself? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. It's game day. The game's finally back on the ice. I'm ready for 56 games in 116 days. Uh, condensed schedule. Uh, you guys had a shortened camp. How, how do you feel like the camp went for you guys in, in preparing? You had the one controlled scrimmage, I guess, but uh, it is what it is for everybody. How do you guys feel like you're prepared? Yeah, camp was great. Uh, high intensity. We're, uh, we had long long practices, and uh, like you said, we uh, we had about 10 days to, to kind of get all the systems going, and uh, obviously it's a positive for us that we uh, basically have almost the same team as last year, so when you have a lot of return players and uh, the system is similar, I think uh, I think you uh, you don't spend as much time in the system, but still, uh, uh, the last few days is uh, uh, it was it was good to uh, to work on on all all those uh, uh, situation in the game. Uh, and watching the scrimmage at the Wells Fargo Center, Team Orange versus Team White, uh, you're playing with Kevin Hayes and Joel Farabee. And I look at this line and go, wow, this is a mutually beneficial thing for Kevin Hayes to play with a player with your distribution ability and a guy like Joel Farabee as well in his second year and, and Joel playing with that big body and Kevin Hayes. And you get to provide some of that uh, byproduct of that space that he provides and puck protection as well. Uh, what is it about playing with those two players that it really looked like it worked in that scrimmage? You guys had the first two goals and well, the first one was a beauty with three, you know, three great passes to set up Kevin Hayes for the goal. What is it that's going to make that line tick? Yeah, I mean we've uh, uh, we never really played to, together uh, us three, but uh, during camp we had a, a few scrimmages and obviously the inter squad game. And uh, you know for us it's just try to get the chemistry going, uh, make sure everybody when you're playing a game you really want to know where your uh, your line mates are gonna go. So uh, I think uh, we uh, uh, we had some some nice plays. We found each other and hey, Claude, one of the questions a lot of players are getting asked about is about an in-particular player, two of them really, Oscar Lindblom being back, but also Nolan Patrick, who hasn't played you know, since August of t- or April rather of 2019. But, man, does he look good in camp? And so many guys have, have kind of talked about his game and his skill set. What have you seen out of Nolan Patrick? Yeah, he's looking good. I mean, uh, you know, he's, he's at the rank. He's, uh, he's very happy. He's, he's excited. We're, we're all excited for him. And uh, he's been through a lot. So it's uh, for the – to kind of see Nolan go on the ice and, and do what he does best. Uh, I mean, his talent is, uh, uh, is one of the best I've seen. And um, he's going to, he's going to be able to help us a lot this year. And, you know, during the end of the squad game, you can see how he's, uh, he's, he's got fast hands, fast feet, uh, high, high IQ. So uh, there's a lot to like about Nolan Patrick. Yeah, I think sometimes the fans, you know, you haven't seen him play in a while, and they don't re- remember the skill that he has. Boy, it's it's incredible. It's why he was taken at the top of the draft. Um, I, I know you didn't like how last season ended. Nobody did. Um, and TK talked about it, you, you know, kind of letting it hurt for a little bit and then using it as motivation. Uh, when, when do you kind of, in the offseason, 
you know, let it sting for a little bit, then take the mental break, move forward to prepare for this season so that you're recharged emotionally, mentally, and physically. Yeah, well, I think it's important that you, uh, anytime you fail at something, you, you really evaluate what happened and uh, what you could have done differently. And uh, I think we had a lot of time to kind of uh, think about it. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it was, uh, it was very frustrating to, uh, to know that we could have, could have went to the final four and, uh, and kind of see what happens there. But uh, the, the effort was there and, um, you know, the last, the last year we've improved as a team so much and we've, uh, we've gotten better. And that's our, that's our goal right now is to keep getting better and, and, and just give ourselves a chance to be successful. Claude, not a lot of changes in the offseason. Obviously, the, the retirement of Matt Niskanen is a blow, but you guys bring in Eric Gustin. I had a chance to talk to him last week, and I asked him what it's been like, you know, kind of getting to know his new teammates. And the, the one thing he said, and this goes back to last offseason as well, because Kevin Hayes was very vocal about this, that, you know, being with the group is, is a lot of fun. There's hilarious, hilarious moments. He says, there's not a day I go to the rink that I'm, I'm not laughing and having a really good time, yet the guys are total pros and want to win. Uh, how important is that element? I mean, you got guys like Travis Konechny and, and Scott Lawton, Michael Raffle, Jake, and others. Um, how, how important is it going to be to keep it fun this year uh, in this condensed schedule in this unique circumstance? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're all there for for reasons to win and uh, to find ways to, to win some hockey games. But, uh, I mean, our group, uh, we're, we have a lot of clowns, a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of guys that kind of go after each other, and that's uh, uh, it's pretty hilarious every day. Uh, you know, going to the rink, you're uh, you're wondering what's uh, what's going to happen, and you got to keep your head up pretty much all day. So uh, uh, it makes it fun to be there, and um, it makes us want to play for each other too. I, I'm a firm believer that if you have a group that can cut tension, I think it's so important. Um, we know that you, you know you got to be very cognizant all the time uh, playing the game in normal circumstances with these protocols and precautions. And you guys, you guys are taking on a lot here as players, and you're not in a bubble this time. You have a wife and a young son. Is it something that you always have to be aware of this situation with the virus, and, and until it's not a situation anymore? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we, uh, the protocols that were put on by uh, the NHL and NHLPA, I think it's uh, uh, it's important that uh, players follow it, and uh, you know, it's not uh, it's not enjoyable to not be able to to go out for dinner and uh, and kind of do other things, but. Uh, at the end of the day, that's the situation that we're in right now, and uh, we just uh, uh, we just got to uh, uh, to go through this season, and hopefully things will get better. Um, every day that I was at camp and watching you guys go through drills and then scrimmages, it seemed like the intensity level went up each day. Matter of fact, you dumped a guy over the boards in the one scrimmage. Um, I forget who it was. It was a young player, but it, you got a good hit on him. Uh, do you feel like the group's where it needs to be from from that standpoint of intensity, ready to start coming up tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yeah, that that, that play you're talking about, J- Justin Braun cheated, and I yeah, on the, on the breakaway that, attempt on the shootout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know that game, especially that game, it got uh, it got pretty intense, and uh, I think it's important that we kind of get that. Uh, get a chance to kind of practice the intensity and um, have a little emotion in the game because uh, uh, when the first season, uh, the first game of season starts, I mean, no preseason game, it's uh, it's not ideal to, to jump in right into it. So um, hopefully, uh, hopefully that one little game that was pretty intense is uh, going to give us a little boost. It'll feel really good to play against a team in another jersey tonight, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, when you're playing against uh, J- 
Jake Borchek and Scott Lawton and Michael Raffle, it's uh, most of the time you're just laughing. So uh, to be playing against guys that uh, you can, you really compete against, it's going to be a, it's going to be a change and it's going to be a good change. Having been here and and covering the team in 2010 when you guys went to the Cup Finals, and I've been around the organization for many years, as you have as well, uh, I see the depth of talent, the core of leadership with this group. We just alluded to it and and, and the fun that you guys have, but the the desire to win. It seems like all the components of a successful hockey team are are present and accounted for here. Do you agree that this this team feels like it's kind of ready to pop and go to even another level than you guys took it to last season? Another progressive step, if you will? Well, that's the plan, and that's what we uh, we plan to do. So, uh, obviously, it's uh, it's easy to say, and uh, it's easy to talk that uh, you're going to be able to be successful and and win the Stanley Cup. But at the end of the day, you got to put you got to put in the work. And um, I really feel that, that this group is uh, is ready to do that and uh, play for one another. And it's very uh, it's very exciting to uh, to get this uh, season started. So you're going to have seven opponents. You're going to play them eight times each. Uh, six of the teams that you'll play this year were in in the East Division alone. Were in the return to play field of 24. So the, this division's no joke. I mean, you have a team in Boston who was the President's Trophy winning team. We know what Washington is. You guys face the Islanders in that second round of the playoffs. The Rangers are on the come. You, I mean, there's a lot of talent here. Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, you look at the, the Devils, still a division rival. Buffalo adds Taylor Hall. Getting out of the gate's going to be got to be of paramount importance here. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, if you want to win win the Stanley Cup, you gotta you gotta beat the best uh, the best teams, and uh, there's there won't be any easy games. Uh, I think that's pretty uh, it's pretty obvious, but uh, should be make it as a a fun division. And uh, I mean, it's not uh, uh, it's not something that uh, we're nervous about. We're we're more excited about being in this great division and being able to to kind of uh, build on our game. It's a measuring stick every night. Um, Claude, you were part of the return to play kind of committee of, of players in this second return to play. Um, wh- why was it important for you to kind of get involved in that? And what was the experience like for you? Yeah, I just wanted to be a part of it, kind of uh, know a little bit how it works and how, uh, how it goes. And uh, it was, uh, it was a good, uh, it was a good experience. And, um, you know, just, just being able to be on the, the, those calls and uh, just, uh, just have a voice and being able to, uh, to talk about the experience that you have in the past and being able to uh, to talk for um, uh, f- for your team, also all your teammates, and um, being able to go back to my, my teammates and talking about it, and and then going back to the committee. So I think uh, uh, I think the whole process went uh, w- went pretty well, and um, just happy we can get this thing going. Yeah, it went well because all parties involved want the game back on the ice. Last thing for you. Now, even though the fans will not be in attendance, at least to, to start this season here in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center, uh, the fan base is, is really excited about not only the step you guys took last year, but what, what it may bring this year. Now, I remember back to that lockout shortened season in 12-13. Um, they had that practice at the Wells Fargo Center, and you grabbed the mic and delivered a message to the fans in attendance for that practice at, at the Wells Fargo Center. What would your message be for Flyers fans as you're set to embark on this 56 game season in 116 days? If you could address the fan base directly right now, yeah, just just be excited. We know uh, we know you won't be in the stands to to start the season. Hopefully, you will be when we end the season, and uh, fans should be excited because because this group is. Yeah, well, the group is excited, and it looks like you got a real good group and a lot of depth, organizational depth as well. Claude, uh, best of luck this season. Um, I, I know it's not ideal for you guys as players; it's not ideal for fans, but. Uh, everybody's kind of pulling on the rope in the same direction. Have a great season. I appreciate you doing this, and we'll definitely talk again. 
All right. Thanks, Jason. Special thanks to Claude Giroux on this episode of Flyers Daily. And, yeah, taking back to uh, 2012 when that lockout shortened season, Claude had to address the crowd and deliver a message. And uh, I'm really interested to see how this team uh, plays out this year. It looks, in talking to Claude, you heard it there too, it looks like a team that's ready to pop. They have so much depth. And you saw the rosters released yesterday as the Flyers got down to the 23-man roster. Morgan Frost on that 23-man roster. He may end up being the 13th forward to begin the season, uh, but it even though it's 56 games in 116 days, there still will be injuries. And he did have a good camp. So we'll see how Morgan Frost plays his way into this lineup or creates opportunity throughout this season and, and how he handles that. He did get some NHL games last year, got his first couple of goals in the National Hockey League, and we'll see the jumps that he makes in this NHL regular season. Well, let's get to the man who who makes those decisions, those roster decisions and lineup decisions along with his head coach, Elaine Vigneault. It's Chuck Fletcher who had a chance to address the media at the end of camp yesterday, and here's what he had to say. Yeah, hi, Chuck. I'm curious what you and, and AV kind of saw in Morgan Frost that said he could be a guy that could start the season with you guys. Well, first of all, he, he's he's a talented young player and uh, he played well last year when given the opportunity in the NHL, and he finished strong down uh, in the American Hockey League. So, you know, I think he has a body of work that uh, the coaching staff trusts, and, and uh, you know, he had a good camp. He worked hard. Um, he's worked hard to uh, address some of the areas of his game that the coaches have asked uh, him to work on, and, and uh, you know, he earned the right to, to make the team. Yeah, hi, Chuck. Can you give us yes, a medical update? Uh, you probably can't be specific yet, but medical update on uh, Ghost and um, like, could he play? Uh, do you know if he could play Wednesday or is that out of the question? No, I think AV already addressed that. Uh, he's unfit to play and he won't play tomorrow. Okay, but you can't give an update any further than that? No, he's unfit to play. When, when can you? I'm confused by the uh, the COVID protocols. Uh, can you give an update tomorrow then on that? Because the league said that once the season starts, you're allowed. So um, is that what you will do? Or I'm just trying to figure out the policy here. Yeah, no, I, I'm not sure, Sam. This team uh, where you wanted it to be at this point? Well, it's, it's hard to say, Sam, uh, you know, in view of the fact that we didn't play any preseason games like every other team. Uh, I think our practices and scrimmages have gone well. Um, you know, today's practice was high tempo, and I thought the level of execution was, was high. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, considering the circumstances where we've probably accomplished what we wanted to accomplish in camp, and uh, but the real test begins now. You know, I think we're a deep team. Um, you know, we're going to need to uh, defend well like we did last year, and 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 re, you know rediscover that identity that we had uh, prior to the pause where we were a very difficult team to play against but you know i think we're optimistic about our group and we're excited to get, to get playing and and we'll find out pretty quickly we got to play a tremendous team in pittsburgh a team that obviously we have a great rivalry with and uh, these will be two very difficult day, uh, games the beginning of last season there was quite a lot of up and down between the the ahl roster and the nhl roster do you envision there being a lot of up and down between the taxi squad and the and the bottom of the roster this year or is this group this group of 23 you kind of expect to be the group for a while to start the year 
Uh, that'll depend, but I, I think that would be highly unlikely. I, I'm sure there'll be a lot of movement between the NHL roster and the taxi squad and, and between the taxi squad and the American League roster. So, you know, every everybody on that taxi squad is going to have to play games this year. And, and if we're not able to get them games on a consistent basis in the NHL, then we'll obviously look to get them games on a consistent basis in the American League. So I think it'll probably change several times a week. And, and uh, we'll also have to uh, do some things to, to protect our cap. So uh, I think there'll be a lot of movement, Charlie. Hi, Chuck. Uh, I was just curious as to what you uh, saw in Nolan Patrick on Sunday and just how great is it to see that he looks like he's ready to go for Wednesday after what he'd been through last season? Yeah, it's been, you know, at least in in, in my eyes, the the biggest story of camp. And uh, not only to see that, that Nolan is, um, you know, feeling better physically and, and able to participate in camp, but that after all the time he's missed, he's been able to go out and and play at a high level, uh, which is remarkable. Uh, you know, regardless of why you miss time, to be able to come back and, and play at that level and play with the speed, the pace, the energy uh, that he's played with has been has been great to see. And the skill level is always spoken for itself. Uh, I mean, he sees the ice so well. Two hundred foot player uh, doesn't cheat. Uh, you know, away from the puck and doesn't cheat defensively, and it has a very uh, very good shot. So. You know, you, I look at our top three centermen and, and Couturier, Hayes, and, and Patrick, and all three of them are going to uh, play important even strength minutes. All three of them are going to play power play minutes, and all three of them are going to play uh, PK minutes. So, you know, we're very fortunate, and, and obviously we have uh, Scotty Lawton and even Morgan Frost that uh, can move up in the lineup and, and, and play big minutes too. So we're, we like our depth through the middle of the ice and, and – uh, you know, I'm excited to see what Nolan can do this year as well as everybody else. Yeah, Chuck, what is your assessment of uh, Samuel Moran's day-to-day progress through camp, you know, throughout camp and beginning his conditioning and also on the job, you know, learning to play a new position? Yeah, uh, well, Bill, I think he uh, I think he got better every day. And I thought he played well in the scrimmage. He made a few plays. Uh, I think the big thing for him is has been his conditioning, as you just noted, and, um, you know, getting... Uh, Kind of getting that game conditioning uh, back and 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 adjusting to the pace and and sort of the constant skating of being a forward. So I think he's making those adjustments. His wall plays continue to improve. You know he's learning how to angle and forecheck. And you know I I'm I'm very pleased with his progress. And you know I guess on a related note I'm I'm very pleased that he cleared waivers. So it uh, it gives us an opportunity to continue to work with uh, Sam and and. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're excited about where he's at right now. Two guys who, you know, maybe had a chance, if not to make the roster, but possibly the taxi squad that didn't make it were uh, Lena Sandine and Igor Zamola. I'm just curious as to, you know, what went into the decision to to not have them on the taxi squad and, and just start them out in the AHL. Yeah, I think that was going to be highly unlikely that that either one was going to be on the taxi squad. Both both players need time in the American League. I mean, Linus... Uh, I thought he showed well uh, for his first NHL camp. He's a little bit older, but he's still making a big adjustment coming over from from Sweden and from the bigger ice surface. I, th- I think he showed his hockey sense. He has a strong stick, uh, great release on his shot, uh, really good from the hash marks down in the offensive zone. The big thing for him is just adjusting to the pace and uh, you know playing in, on the smaller ice surface, making quicker decisions with the puck. And 
had a good conversation with him today, and he certainly recognizes that the best thing for him is to start in the American League, you know, get get going, and the sooner he uh, has success at the American League, then the sooner he'll be a candidate to be up here. And 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 Igor Zamula, the same thing, a very good prospect for us, but he's 20 years old. Uh, he's not quite physically ready to to play an everyday role in the NHL, so there's no sense uh, wasting time. Let's let's get him down, let's get him settled uh, and get him going. So he's a young man that we think has a bright future, but like most young defensemen, needs time in the American Hockey League. Yeah, obviously the uh, age rule in the AHL has changed with guys like Forster and Wisdom going down there. Is that permanent for the entire season or is it just for the first month or uh, has anything been decided on that? Do you know, Chuck? It seems to be, um, I guess the best way to put it would be if the Ontario Hockey League um, comes back and plays, then then Millman, Forster, and Wisdom will all return to the respective junior teams. And uh, if if they don't uh, come back right away or don't come back at all, then you know our hope would be to keep those three players in, in the American Hockey League and and keep them playing and developing. But uh, you know we'll continue to um, uh, you know go by the guidance that's given to us by the NHL. Both Chuck Fletcher and we heard from Elaine Vigneault yesterday. Uh, both feel very good about where their team is and the organizational depth that they had. And I have to share this tweet that I got from uh, a Flyers fan on Twitter. And it's a sign of good drafting and maybe even better development. Uh, Chris Dinsmore tweeted me and said, uh, at Jason Mert, the Flyers' 23-man roster is made up of 16 Flyers original draft picks, and 10 of those picks are first-rounders. He says that's got to be tops in the league. It's a great point. You have to draft well. You have to develop those draft picks, especially when you're drafting 18-year-old kids into a man's league. And to have 16 of your own draft picks on your 23-man roster and 10 first-rounders, that's pretty impressive. Flyers have done a real good job in that area, uh, and uh, they're, they're reaping the rewards of it. And the good news about it is when you have a team that is built that way, which in salary cap sports we say that is how his team is built properly, that's a team that can also have sustained success as well. And there's still more guys coming, whether that's Zamula, whether that's Cam York, whether that's Bobby Brink, or whether that's uh, Jay O'Brien at some point, and others. Flyers organizational depth is in a great place right now. Everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Flyers Daily. Thanks to Claude Giroux for joining us and also hearing from Chuck Fletcher. It all begins tonight. The long journey of an NHL season begins tonight it's 56 games in 116 days and if you're listening to this podcast i know you can't wait like i am and i am chomping at the bit and we look forward to bringing you flyers daily every day through this 116 days and we're all hoping it's going to be a good fun wild ride that leads to the playoffs as elaine vino promised and beyond so everybody enjoy the game tonight we'll have another brand new episode a reaction to game one and we'll start to look ahead to game two coming up in tomorrow's episode of flyers daily Thank you.